Now recording. Hey, everybody. Guess what? It's another podcast day. Welcome to the head, uh, the N-word for nerd. Uh, Let's get to it. Top five. Here we go. Jaron, what are we doing today? Today, we're doing the top five cartoons from the 90s. Awesome. Near and dear to my heart. Let's get your top five. Let's get your first five. Your first number five. Let's go. All right. All right. So... In no particular order, we're to start with my boys Ren and Stimpy. Uh, some great animation, gross out humor. I was the perfect age for it. I was literally the target demographic for this. <laughs> um, phenomenal, weirdly age inappropriate stuff throughout, uh, and just absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's so gross. I remember watching that after Are You Afraid of the Dark because it was somehow worse for kids after Are You Afraid of the Dark on SNCC. And oh, I had a friend who was who loved Ren and Stimpy. But I was like, this stuff is gross. This is the weirdest show. Every Saturday night, I was still sitting there watching that. <laughs> they were going to teach my grandma how to suck eggs. <laughs> and there's the, the log. Log. Log is log. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, I number okay. five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth of this. Back and forth. Dragon Ball Z would be my number five. That is in my honorable mentions. Look, for me, Dragon Ball Z is one of those cartoons. I mean, it's not very good animated wise, it's not very good story wise, but it is a cultural phenomenon. It, like, dude, like nowadays, everybody watches anime. And that's because Dragon Ball Z came on in the 90s. You know, you got dudes who grew up in the hood who were talking, who named their kids Goku and Vegeta because of how badass Dragon Ball Z was. So, I right, mean, right. number five is Dragon Ball Z. All right, going up this list. Um, now this is this is going to out me a little bit in a weird way. Um, if, if you already know like, you're old, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you feel like we need to talk, oh, this is a very different thing. I feel like we need to talk about this after the fact. This cartoon. I'm pretty sure had my first crush in it. So, uh, and it's a weird one because it's <laughs> Dale Rescue Rangers. Oh man, I'm a sucker for a girl in a jumpsuit with a big wrench and <laughs> goggles. Apparently, <laughs> you're talking about Gadget Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. When I was five, I had some improper feelings about her as well. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Chip and Jet Rescue Rangers was, it, it, it stuck with me. It was an after school thing for me. So it was, uh, you know, it was there every week and it was awesome. Let's talk about like the Disney cartoons of those early nineties, like Oof, Tailspin, yeah. Chippendale, DuckTales, like, man, I just understand what kind of drugs they were doing to think of these like shows like, Hey, we should do something with Chippendale. Uh, what can we do? We should make them um, uh, detectives, but they're still like tiny. Okay, let's let's run with it. Uh, how about uh, you, tell, how about uh, uh, Jungle Book? Yeah, we should be like a thirties pirate or pilot, and 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 we'll give him a kid that uh, he'll hang out the side of his airplane. He'll be fine. He'll fly. He'll fly. Yeah. He'll sky surf, which is like the coolest thing since hoverboarding. <laughs> they they literally let a child hang outside of an airplane because yeah. he had a board. Airport. It was cool. Uh, my yeah. number four is going to be the Animaniacs. Animaniacs, yeah, phenomenal. That uh, was like the first time, I guess, that 
Warner Brothers brought back the silliness from the early Looney Tunes in brand new characters. So, mm. and when you're talking about pop culture references that I did not understand as a child, yet I'm sitting there laughing at them, yeah. they were a mile a minute on Animaniacs with like yeah. everything that's happened between like 1965 and that day, they they put it in the show. And they yeah. needed a child going, ha, 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 I guess that's a Humphrey Bogart reference. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of Clinton humor. Uh, a lot of Clinton humor. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sexual indie window that. <laughs> Lots. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my poor Irish mother, she was convinced that I was learning to be a smart ass from Bart Simpson. But in reality, I learned all my sarcasm from the Animaniacs, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. It was Yakko. He was very sarcastic. <laughs> great. Uh, great. And, you th- and speaking of, uh, you know, weirdly sexual characters that, you know, as a child, I was oddly attracted to Minerva Mink on the Animaniacs. Really? I'm glad I'm not a furry to this day, which is good, but I can understand why people are furries right now (laughs) because of that character. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Also not a furry, but again, gadget was, she was up. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next one, Jaren? All right. Going into number three. um, All right. (laughs) Sticking with, uh, it's funny. I, I have a sneaking suspicion our one and twos are going to be very similar. But Probably. number three, sticking with the Disney, uh, the Disney afternoon. Um, my second favorite caped crusader, uh, Darkwing Duck. Um, he was everything I wanted in a superhero back then in those cartoons. Um, Launchpad was around, and he was uh, he was familiar. Uh, it it joined a universe. It, it was like beta mcu type level universe joining with those guys and um actually darkwing duck took place in a different universe than ducktales you say that that's what the creator said that's what the creator said they had nothing to do with each other they just had a same character i like that in the new ducktales that saint canard is in the universe it's the it's the next city over and they always talk about uh vacationing where tailspin happened I can't think of the island at the moment, but it was like St. Lucia. Cape Suzette. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So uh, Darkwing Duck. um, I remember dragging my parents to Pizza Hut of all places because Pizza Hut had some cool Darkwing Duck like kids meal things and uh, made them endure uh, sitting inside of a Pizza Hut in in the 90s so that I could get a gas gun replica that I wanted so desperately. So. I mean, Pizza Hut had so many promotions to make our parents, to drag our parents to, that I'm surprised that they are not as doing as well as they are today. I mean, like, (laughs) Pizza Huts are closing all over. I mean, like, I that used to be the place to go, like, especially with Book It. I read seven books this month, so I can go get me a personal pan pizza that costs $9.99 or whatever. Yes, absolutely, man. I remember that. I read books like a champ for that shit. (laughs) Never read a book again. Only did it for pizza. (laughs) No, no, I read all the time. But uh, you know what? That may have been. They may have been responsible for that jump start. Uh, (laughs) It worked on one person. (laughs) Yeah, it worked on one. Um, Remember when pizza parties were like the literally greatest thing you could you could be given by an entity, (laughs) out or a school or you know anything like that. They're like pizza party. It was like I lost my mind. It melted. I was like, "Oh my god!" My parents make me eat healthy crap all the time. We couldn't have sugar cereal. You know what my parents had in the, in the house? Kicks. That, 
That is sweet as we can get. That's Lucky child charms, abuse. Fuck off with that. <laughs> That's pebbles? literal child abuse. You yeah. should go call defects on your parents and get like, you know, 15 years of reparations or whatever. Every time, every <laughs> time I spent night at other friends' houses, I like had like six bowls of whatever they had because it was always better than what I had. And my parents always wonder why I didn't invite anybody over. I was like, because you fucking don't know how to cook good food. You don't know how to treat children. No. Well, my number three is morning. I'm also sticking with the Disney uh, afternoon was Gargoyles. Gargoyles. This show introduced me to the idea of there being lore in a show. (laughs) Like It was based on William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it had all sorts of weird backstory lore to it that they brought into it for a kids' cartoon. Right. You, know, you know what kids love? 15th, 14th century poets. That's what they love. Yes. <laughs> My second favorite thing that Riker ever did, uh, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> yeah. And also introduced me to one of the ba- most badass voice actors, also actors in the world, Mr. Keith David. Dude, dude can like. You know, he can voice act a paper bag, and I'd be like, I'm here for it, for this 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 very deep, very commanding voice that just, yeah. you know, you know oh. it's him. when he Whenever he shows up as a character, you know that's him. So, Clancy Brown, Keith David. As soon as they're Keith sold. David. Yeah, I'm just saying, no, both of them. As soon as I hear oh, them, you're, you're, I'm, you're, like, you're, yes. I'm like, get yes. on. Both yes. of them are both very, 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 very distinctive voices yes. and do a lot of voice work. But like Gargoyles was like one of those shows that I was there every week because it was also it was a continuing storyline. It was not it was episodic, but it was also serialized in some point. So you had you know, you had to watch the whole entire series. So it was one of the best cartoons of all time. Highly underrated. I mean, I guess people rate it highly. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's remembered fondly. All right. Now here's the thing. <clears throat> Our number one and number two going to be the same and if they are are we going to put them in different order because that's where i'm curious I'm pretty it sure they're depends. probably the same it depends on what you say number one and number two are I okay know, okay know. all right all right here's what we're gonna do okay we're gonna do our number two we'll say <laughs> it at the same time we'll go one two three and we'll say it at the same time all right okay all right okay one two three x-men, X-Men. yes <laughs> which means i don't want to skip over we'll come back to x-men which we'll means- come back to number one but which well no I'm saying well, let's go all right go go to number yeah. one because number one is Batman the animated series yep all right the same 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 two same two all right so going back to X Men holy shit X Men first of all I whoever told them to shade it like a comic book but every frame of animation man somebody was on some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a lot of drugs back in the early nineties. Pitch meeting where that guy, the the producer guy, he's like, I don't think you understand how much this is going to cost, and he's like, I don't care, you know. Oof. Also, the one of the coolest things about X Men the show, even though I back then I could barely read anyway, so I didn't read a lot of comic books. But once you go back and read, like you know, the classic Dark Phoenix storylines or any of the other uh, storylines or Days of Future Past, which you also do in the, in the show, like it was almost like a hundred percent one to one. For all these storylines, like, yeah. and once again, one of these very first cartoon shows that was serialized, like it went from you know, the very first episode had a dude die in it. Yeah, <laughs> which they created for the show to die. But yeah, still, and you had 
Wolverine. Uh, this is probably the, the the beginning of the media of the world's love affair with Wolverine, like who yeah. wasn't really much of a of a character before this show. Like so much good stuff. Yeah, they they ran with the new the new all new X Men, which you know you had Wolverine, you had Nightcrawler, you had Jubilee, you you know yeah. you still had uh you know um, Cyclops and Jean Grey, but you know you didn't have the the traditional like you know Iceman. I mean, Angel didn't show up until he was Archangel, right. you know. So you didn't really have like the original team, but you had like, in my mind, the best team come and out. Beast, Beast was already Harry. Yeah, uh, Storm was doing her thing. Basically, you know, Gold Team leader, but they they didn't they weren't broken up into blue and gold yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Jubilee, okay. Jubilee was the worst part. <laughs> the worst powers. I mean, like, she's why don't bring her places. <laughs> <laughs> like I can shoot fireworks. <laughs> yep. She's the, the Dazzler of the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Dazzler is actually a, quite a strong mutant. She can turn sound into light waves, and she can she can mess you up. And then Jean right. Grey. I mean, Jubilee also gets a lot better too. And yeah, again, it, it comes down to the writer. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to they wanted to draw a hip girl from the disco era in their X Men books, so they were like. Dazzler, <laughs> and then somebody's like, "She's lame. We should we should round her out, <laughs> or we can just make a lamer character, but call her Jubilee." <laughs> <laughs> but she's Asian American. Yeah, though I never saw that in the cartoon. I didn't know that until like I was an adult that she was half Asian. Jubilation Lee, really? I mean, anybody can have the last name of Lee. I'm maybe. I guess yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have an affinity, so uh, you know it is what it is. As far as well, that goes, I, I saw that. I saw that coming. Let's go to number one: Batman right, the Animated one. Series. Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> you got Kevin Conroy as one of my favorite Batmans. The uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I mean that voice, commanding. That interesting thing they do where they're like, "We're not going to make it. Uh, we're not going to make it modern." Uh, we're going to make it take place in some sort of like timeless 20s environment, which I thought was dope, which uh, affected all of the design, including the Batmobile. Not my favorite Batmobile, but they really did a good job at adhering to the world that they had created with that Batmobile. So I like that. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big gadget guy. I don't know if we've had this conversation. One of the reasons I think I fell in love with Ghostbusters when I was like five years old was because of the Ecto-1. Back to the Future. It was all about that DeLorean. I'm I'm a gadget and a car guy. I love them when they're used to great effect in movies. And so, whenever a new Batman happens, people will flock and be like, "Who is the Batman? And what villains are they gonna cast?" I'm like, "What is the Batmobile gonna?" <laughs> What's the Batmobile? That's like, like my for number one on the list. I'm like, let's see this Batmobile. What gadgets do we does he have on itself? What's bad. What's going on? Who cares about the man behind the cowl? I want to yeah. see what he's working with. Just once in a movie, they well actually I think they did it in the in the Nolan trilogy. But give them a device that isn't just a solution for the thing right there, and then we never see it again. Right in there, the use the device way. in two different ways, and then I'm like, yes, yeah, sell it on, sell me on it. Dude, Batman the animated series is one of the most groundbreaking shows of all time. The way they not only are their character designs are great, not only were the way they were animating things were great, they were painting their backgrounds on, on yes. black paper just to get that moody dark atmosphere like i mean no one 
has done that in a TV show before. They certainly haven't done it since. No. Uh, they change characters to match that world. Like before uh, Batman the Animated Series, like Mr. Freeze was just a joke character, and they made him a serious threat that with a really tragic Bat story. It introduced Harley Quinn, which is probably one of the most famous Batman characters of all time. No. I mean, it was it was a show that had pretty much everything you want in a cartoon show, action, adventure, but also like heart and storytelling and all the other good stuff. And also, it was the first time that Kevin Conroy was the first person to make Batman have two different voices for Batman and Bruce Wayne. You can definitely tell oh, there's a difference yeah. between so, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Batman, well, hold Batman on. is Let's, dark and brooding. He talks really how deep. Many, how many Batmans did we have before animated series? We had, we had obviously, Adam West. and that was Adam just, West, and then you had a whole yeah, bunch yeah. in the you know, 30s and 40s, the radio plays and stuff like that. And then you did also you had Michael Keaton. Series? Okay, yeah. I would say, did anime series predate Keaton? Yeah, guess, the anime uh, series came was... after Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah Michael Keaton talked Keaton was a... pretty much the same way. You know, he didn't he didn't really switch up his voice very much in, in the end yeah. in, as as between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um Question yeah, it's... for Go you ahead. in particular. What do you think is the best screen uh, voice changing like uh, how do you think? Who's done voice changing the best for Batman, in your opinion? Kevin Conroy. <laughs> okay, straight up, but, like of all, all the Batman. But honorable mention would be um, Ben Affleck because he has the modified voice, which, like, I don't understand, like, why that wasn't a thing beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what's because as much as I know, I love the Nolan films, like. Yeah. He should not have spoken as Batman that entire film. He sounded ridiculous. Right. Um, and, you know, the other films, uh, they were just basically just talking as themselves. They weren't really putting on a voice. They were just like, for example, um, you know, in Batman and Robin, you know, uh, George Clooney was just George Clooney both in and out of the Batsuit. I'm, I'm Batman. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah. I'm also Bruce Wayne. And same thing with Val Kimmer. He was both the same, both in and out of the bat bat suit. So there wasn't really yeah. much of a, a change there. So yeah, yeah. Kevin Conroy is the quintessential bat voice. Uh, Mark Hamill, quintessential Joker. Oh, didn't best. even mention that. <laughs> Most the my my favorite thing Mark Hamill has ever done ever. I would say ever, but ever. it's up there. Ever. <laughs> it's it up there. I'm a Star Wars fan, so I can't say ever. It's Star Wars and its teeth. He's better than the Joker. But yeah, he is great as a Joker. I remember seeing like a uh, cast photo of the voice actors of, of Batman anime series. And that's really like the first major job, I guess, that um, Mark Hamill had after Star Wars. He didn't really do a lot of, uh, of work after Star Wars. And in this cast photo, everybody's like all sitting there professional looking nice and there's mark hamill beaming like i got a job <laughs> good on you because you just because i mean after that he's done so much great work oh, but yeah. like that was the first time that you know he just nailed it in the head so applaud to you mark hamill even though star wars is still one of the best things you've ever done second favorite mark hamill thing definitely cock knocker uh, <laughs> from james, james and Bob Strong. <laughs> Star Wars is somewhere in like the third or fourth range. I don't know. <laughs> well, 
thanks everybody for joining us. We are at the we are the nerd in word for nerd podcast. Uh, obviously, our fearless leader. It's it's down to the. <laughs> Yeah. Jason is not here today. He is in Florida, stuck with bad Wi-Fi, so he cannot be in here today. So you are left with me and me, the Duke of Nerds. I'm about to get to you, Jared. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And as always, we have our token guy, Jaron. How's it going, Jaron? Hey, it's me. I'm a token guy. I wanted to get out in front of that and just talk about me for a second because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so Thank you for joining us. Please, if you like the stuff that we're doing, like, subscribe. We are in all the places that you can find stuff like this, except at your local grocery store. I don't think we're there yet, but we will be one day. So, Jaron, let's go into our next segment. Let's get into uh, geek news. There's not really a lot of news this week, but there's one major uh, announcement that happened. That is Jupiter's Legacy getting canceled. Yes. How do you feel about that? Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, as far as as far as it goes, uh, uh, it's we we live in an era now where things aren't gonna stay like that. Um, I know Josh Jamel posted a hilarious thing on his Instagram where he was like, uh, "When you you know you get like uh, I don't he said something about like getting a like your summer bod together and then you get left at the altar or something like that." And he's <laughs> like, "How about you, Hulu?" Um, and then. Uh, and that was pretty funny. But yeah, we live in an era now where when things get canceled on one network, if there is a another content provider that has a slot to fill, they will scoop up a proven production like that. So, I mean, the idea of Hulu or Amazon Prime or any of those people grabbing that, uh, yeah, that I, I don't think it's dead yet until it's been... Until we, until it hasn't been there for a year, then it'll be dead. Because then some of those people are very talented. They'll be on to different things. So you won't be getting the band back together, just like Firefly. Oh, but uh, too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> season two, baby. But I told, <laughs> I told, I told all my friends in in college. I was like, if I win the lottery, I'm going to fund Firefly too. I'm getting the whole band back together, and I'm you just can't get gonna, the whole band back together. Robert Glass is dead. Yeah, not anymore. But in college, in 2000, 2000, 2006, 7, 8, 9, yeah, it would have been fine. And uh, I, the plan was just to retain, the, and this is how old this is, the DVD distribution rights, the Blu-ray distribution rights. I was like, if I can, get, if I keep those rights to myself, but I fund the whole thing, I will make my money, money back tenfold, and I will give something beautiful to the world. So Yeah, but your only problem is you would have to have worked with Joss Whedon, and he probably would have treated you poorly. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that Jupiter Legacy got canceled isn't like a big surprise, and it's nor is it a big surprise that if it gets picked up somewhere else. I yeah. do know that they already have green light a spinoff from that for Netflix, which Netflix. is, yeah, <laughs> which is batch insane. But they also, like, Netflix has had to deal with Mark Miller, who is one of the creators of Jupiter Legacy, to pretty much bring a lot of his comic book, uh, material to life they're trying to do their own dce they call it like the miller verse or whatever okay. so, or i think it's, his name is millar don't don't quote me on that <laughs> i've always told him but, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so they're already doing like so many other shows with him as a executive producer using his content it's kind of silly they canceled it so quickly but i it's not like you're not going to get more content from this this guy at all so 
it's not that big of a deal. I didn't really. I mean, I I watched the show. I would have probably watched the second season too. Oh yeah. But it wasn't like it's something that was profoundly important to my life. Yeah, yeah. Every time I I, I think about not being able to continue in that world, uh, what I keep going back to is that fight they had on that uh, that interior grassy knoll that was clearly just astroturf. That that soundstage in in Burbank. Burbank. And the close-ups on the big bad, and then you could tell the makeup was really tragic. Uh, yeah, just, I was like, they did not prepare this for the 4K generation. So yeah, no, it's uh again, I was more, I was all on, I was all in for how they got their powers. That story, B storyline, awesome. yes, sign me up. I was there. Everything else was like, yeah. They probably should have just done that as the first season, and they probably would have got a second season. They would have got that second season, <laughs> and then <laughs> they, they could have messed up after that. <laughs> So the only other bit of news I got for you guys today is that today, this week, we have Loki that's coming up this week. Yes. Uh, Darren, how do you feel about Loki? you feeling that this is going to be another great show, or are you feeling that uh, Marvel's going to be running on fumes pretty soon? So how best was All right. I thought that WandaVision was going to be bad. <laughs> like I thought, I, I everything I saw from the press releases and everything, I was like, uh, and then I watched it and it was great. So I think Loki looks like it's going to be good and not to jinx it. But if the bad to me ended up being great, then the good to me will probably end up being phenomenal. I mean, I've already heard early reviews that Hiddleston is just firing at all cylinders and that uh, Owen Wilson uh, is a good kind of a uh, neutral time cop that he's able to play off of really well. So that's, I think that's going to be good. Um, uh, things from the trailers look great. Uh, the big security guard taking his knives away. <laughs> like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm still can't pronounce the actress's name, but I love her and things that she she was, she was in Lovecraft country. I, she was also, um, oh, was she, she yeah. was, the... she's Ruby. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I didn't recognize her. Uh, yeah, because to us, all us people look alike, Jaren. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, it was there. It was hanging. It was there. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. I'm low. sorry, Sharon. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to con you like that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, she is, she is the, uh, she was in Love Your Country. Um, she's in a whole bunch of other stuff that is really good as well. I don't that show, she was a white chick, so I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Right. She was a wear white chick. That's, yeah. <laughs> Where white chick? Oh my god, I've heard that shit. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. That show was phenomenal, by the way. Uh, all I, the way. Agree. I agree with you. I feel like this is going to be a pretty good show. I feel like uh, Tom Hiddleston, even if the you know if the writers are crap and you know the direction is is terrible, I feel like Tom Hiddleston is kind of the kind of charm that people like that he can probably carry it on his own without really having amazing staff behind him. Uh, as long as Owen Wilson goes, well, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be yeah, a good but, show. But, yeah. but, yes, yes. He's going to do it. It's this thing. He's going to do it, or he's going to happen. Yeah. So, I feel like it's going to be great. So, here's hoping that Loki is uh, the next big thing from from Marvel. If and not, that, I mean, they, thing, yeah. Go I ahead. Want to, I want to point out Hiddleston. <clears throat> he gets to do. I think if I was ever to ever do acting, which I will not, because I'm not good at it, but. <laughs> Um, that would be the role that I'd want to play is the 
In this scenario, Hiddleston is the he's a bad guy. Like he's a straight up bad guy. We're not talking about newly like like reformed, reformed Loki. yeah, Loki or whatever. We're talking about Loki from back in the day, right? So Loki is he's still a bad guy. So he gets to play a bad guy but facing a bigger quote unquote bad organization, you know, which might be good. I, I hope the TVA shows up in Marvel <laughs> from here on in. I, I want them dropping in on the fucking regular. I think that's a great idea. Just like time cops. I love the idea of time cops. Um, <clears throat> I love the idea of John Claude Van Damme doing splits <laughs> for no damn reason. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Tem- temporal peace officers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, uh, yeah, I, I just like the, it, talk about a, a great role to play. I get to be, or he gets to be like a bad guy, but also there's there's an opposing force that's kind of overshadowing him, so he gets to be bad against another. Like he gets, he doesn't have to press up against good guys, you know, ish. I guess I don't. Know, they could turn out to be great guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they will, but uh, I guess we'll see. Yes, we'll certainly see. Well, that's our news for the day. If you guys uh, have any more news or if you want us to cover anything, please let us know. We are here for you. We serve the people. Um, Let's go on to another topic. We were discussing how in Jupiter's Legacy, how the effects were pretty bad, how we were able to notice that, especially in that fight scene uh, with, uh, what was the, I don't even remember the character's name, but it looked like it was taking place on a green or on a soundstage with a pretty terrible green screen. Let's talk about, unless me and Jerry are going to nerd out a little bit over this, talk about uh, something that uh, it's this um, person has been doing it for quite a while, but he just released a few shorts on YouTube. Man's name is Ian Hubert and he's doing a dynamo dream. And these are a series of shorts where he has done a lot of the compositing, a lot of the uh, 3d animation, a lot of uh, pretty much everything himself, taking him over uh, a period of years to do this. Uh, he has a series of tutorials because he did this and he made tutorials about it while he's doing this. How do you how do you feel about it? as a a fellow graphic uh, artist? How do you feel about this? Okay, so you know what I love about this guy Ian Hubert. Ian Hubert's the guy we're talking about. Dynamo Dream. Check it out on YouTube anytime you get a chance. If this looks kind of cool to you, you've ever been a fan of steampunk or anything like that. But what what he did an interview with these guys that we both like, Corridor Digital. Corridor uh, Digital, yes. Or VFX artists in, in their own right. And he mentioned that as he was going along, um, making the tutorials on what he was doing helped keep him going. If you were an artist like us, then you felt the fatigue of having this amazing idea in your mind and then it taking more than three or four months to realize. And sometimes you switch directions and go after the new shiny thing instead of finishing what you started. And he said specifically for him doing these tutorials and kind of sharing how and how he was approaching things and how he was overcoming stuff helped keep him motivated on the same track and moving forward because even though he wasn't finished with the project in a reasonable amount of time, because again, he was working alone and three years is, is difficult. A long <laughs> ass time. <laughs> a long, a long time. Remember what you were doing three years ago? That's 2018. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't uh, do this three years ago. I'll tell you that. My three <laughs> years has nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, uh, I love that idea of, of making, because that gives you the little bit of release, the little bit of dopamine that the artist needs, because you, you feel like you've completed something, even if it's just showing other people how you did your work. Now that now let's 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 scrap all that. Let's talk about it. So, <laughs> Blender's a fun software. It's it's free. Um, free. Huh? Completely free. Completely free. Yeah, uh, you don't need no money for this. Yeah. Uh, it. Uh, I haven't messed with it as much. I, I I went to college and and they they introduced me to Maya and 3ds Max when I needed a shortcut. And uh, I kind of stuck with those, although lately I've been using ZBrush a lot more um, just for sculpting purposes. But uh, Blender, he, his combination of using incredibly photorealistic uh, pictures, high resolution pictures to then texture all of his backgrounds and stuff in this world that he created is, it's just a, I don't mean, man, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. And uh, there's multiple episodes up now. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, like, one of the coolest things that um, really got me was, you know, I started, I picked up Blender uh, about earlier this year because I've been feeling the itch to get back into doing some 3D modeling and 3D animation. And this guy, the reason he's getting such the photo real um, look to his, his stuff is, he takes the high-res photos and he builds the models from them. The traditional way of building a model is you'll use that photo as reference, but you won't use it as the texture. You'll probably use something else as the texture for that model, and then you'll use the lighting and stuff. Well, he gets a lot of his lighting information from those models because he's using the photo itself to build the model from and as its texture. And it's like, why did I not think of that back when I was in school? Like he's getting these models done really quickly and he's getting them to fit in their scenes so uh, smoothly because he's kind of combining steps in, in uh, very novel ways. Um, he is using um, just a simple setup in his house and using um, the uh, information from the camera that he's using to also uh, cast. He's creating yeah. objects from the, actual video that he's taking to cast light onto the digital objects that he's making. So it's a very like novel idea to make this process so seamless and it looks phenomenal and it's unreasonable why people who are professionals in the field who are doing these professional shows can't get the same level of uh, fidelity from their, from their shows when this guy by himself with his laptop and his girlfriend are creating these very very lovely pieces. Yeah, there's some places where you're like, okay, that's that's a green screen. Yeah, but it's for the most part is almost 100% seamless to me as a person who has been training these things, and it is so inspiring to see that someone can do it over a period of years. That was my goal, but then I had to feed myself, so <laughs> we had to, you know, do something else. You can't. Some of us can't sit in front of our computers for three years. And hope you know be starving we, artists yeah. yeah we got kids now so <laughs> we can't do that so but still the fact that he did it is very inspirational to me i'm sure if you go online and watch these tutorials watch these videos hopefully it will inspire you even if you're not a digital artist you know inspire you to do write poetry inspire to you to paint pictures inspire you to 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 do something creative because it's really 
it's not as hard as people make it out to be. It is really it there you do need, you know, skill and technique, but you got to start somewhere. You got to you know, start with a brush stroke. And this guy can show you how to start with those brush strokes. And then after a while, you can create something pretty great as long as you stick to it. Stick to it. Also, if you're if you're just unlike me and are good at acting, that hopefully looking at this might inspire you to reach out to those those VFX artist friends of yours and be like, let's collaborate on something. Because yeah. any good VFX artist still needs a story and an actor. Because otherwise, there's no point. So. Yeah, you can't star in everything yourself. And it's yeah. weird if you do. So. You have a girlfriend that was exactly, <laughs> and it worked out exceptionally well. So yeah, it is beautiful. It is amazing. I I love seeing stuff like this. So please check it out. It's uh Dynamo Dream, I believe. I'm Dynamo Dream. Dream. So yep. look it up on YouTube. It is amazing. All right, let's move on to something a little bit more near and dear. Well, I mean everything's pretty much near and dear to our heart. Uh. So DuckTales, the final season, third and final season has come out. Um, let's let's talk about it. Like DuckTales is a, a reboot of the original DuckTales from the 19th, from the 80s and 90s. I believe it went started in 89 and came over to the 90s. Very popular show. As we talked about earlier, it's one of those shows where Disney was like, hey, let's take some characters, throw them together and make a TV show about it. Like, who thought that Scrooge McDuck should be swimming in money? It's great. <laughs> they came out with a with a reboot of it, and it is, in my opinion, as good if not better than the original show. I mean, uh, I don't want to be futurist, but it's superior at least as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got you know top tier voice talent. Voice talent. It's got David Tennant, if you don't know from Doctor Who and the Harry Potter movies and all sorts of different stuff. As Scrooge McDuck, he's actually Scottish, so he can make a yeah. <laughs> very condition, very convincing Scottish accent. It's got uh, Danny Pudi uh, from, um, he's Community. famous from Community. Um, Bobby Monahan, who's from SNL. Uh, mm -hmm. Ben Schwartz, Ben Schwartz Sonic. from, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, he's Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got he's from uh, Parks and Rec as well. You know, so it's got a top tier voice cast. The animation of it, like Disney Studios has stepped up their game in their TV department when it comes to their, their old, you know, properties, you know, a lot of their stuff is like, I've been mean, watching a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse a lot, but that's pretty terrible. But in this, it's very, very good. <laughs> so, you Jared, you saw oh, uh, season three. Go ahead and uh, tell us, tell us what you think about this. Well, just, just from, just, just from a, 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 a like a, a thousand mile view too, you can tell that the story writers and the people behind it had a lot of love for the original uh, subject yes. matter. They took Gone is the blue coat from Scrooge's 90s outings, and they went all the way back to the like uh, paper comic books, like that you get in new or that you get in a newspaper or in on a comic book stand. And they gave him back his old red coat with the black uh, stuff. There's references to older Disney properties all over the place. And in the later portion, later uh, portion of, or actually no, maybe in the early portion of this season, at some point uh, they are, I think Magica magics them away to almost another dimension. And it is the original cartoon. Oh, and wow. <laughs> when, they, when the kids come back, they're, uh, all, if the, the original Huey, Dewey and Louie all had like goofy 
things they would say like uh and i can't think of it right now but they were the like catchphrase type things yes um and they come back and the the, the modern actors are like what does that even mean you know like, <laughs> um uh yeah, no, uh, they handle, like, I've always loved Gizmo Duck. They gave Gizmo Duck his updated version in this series is phenomenal. Uh, they linked and looped in Darkwing in a very, very satisfying and realistic way. Um, and, 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 and Tailspin. I mean, uh, uh, St. Canard is, or St. Canard's in there, and Cape Suzette. <laughs> is also there, and we Don Canard, Don Canard. We get the bad guy from Tailspin. He shows up in this series, uh, piloting stuff and 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 being kind of a foil to to Launchpad, which I think is hilarious because those two never showed up uh, side by side in anything. When it took place in different timelines, I would imagine. You know, yeah. Tailspin seemed like it was like 1930s, whereas definitely Ducktales yeah. was like somewhat recently. Yeah, it felt, in my opinion, felt like me because they were flying these older planes around. You know, they had biplanes with the, the sky pirates. See, I always thought it was more of like uh, current America versus like Cuba. Like their cars looked older uh, on the island, and the planes were older. I thought it was just like, you know, ah, uh, so they were just they were just in a poor area of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I just thought it was I thought it was that because the buildings all looked modern. They all, yeah, they all did look modern. Khan had his big skyscraper. Yeah, he was in his yeah, big yeah. old skyscraper. Right, right, right. Still um, insane how they thought of that show. I just don't understand uh, what yeah. sort of acid they were doing <laughs> to come up with like, that. all right, so the jungle book, right? But hear me <laughs> out. Planes. <laughs> you know, Blue, who was all about uh, you know, just laying back and relaxing. Okay, he yeah. owns his own plane cargo business, right? He's very he's stressed out because he hasn't paid his bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to Ducktales, like the things that I like about the show, it versus you know the uh, original iteration is you know Huey and Dewey and Louie have different personalities. Yes. Webigail isn't just a girl; she has her own pers- personalities. You know, they all they did a very good job, like making each character different from the next character. And as I said, the voice acting on the show is just top notch, just tier one. Um, one of the coolest things that is they actually introduced the uh, the boys, the 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 boys' mother. Like for the longest time in Disney in Disney lore, they never really had a mom. It was Uncle Donald and Uncle Scrooge, but they never. There was even once a, a picture of the Duck family tree, and for their mom, it was a question mark because no one knew. And they finally actually introduced her. Into the Definitely. show, which is really really cool, yeah. and have her own little backstory and have their own like uh, backstory with Scrooge McDuck because you never really got that from the first show that anything ha- happened prior to the tales that were happening that we we're watching. So that right. was really cool, and also I love a good serialized TV show. I love things going on from you know progression from the next day to the next. You know, this had you know with their search for their mother, it had a storyline for that. Has a storyline for like them finding the lost book of this great explorer, and they're going around the world, you know, trying to find these artifacts and stuff like that. So it's really, really good to see, and it's really, really cool to watch. You know, this kids' cartoon that I watch as a kid, and then my kid watches, and we can both get enjoyment out of it. Right, really, really awesome. (laughs) Also, there are one-offs, and there were a couple one-offs. 
they were fantastic. There was one where a one-off where they go back to Scotland and, and play golf and these little water pony, like, uh, Kelpies. Here, Kelpies. They're constantly <laughs> trying to drown them the entire time. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's so, they're so jovial and happy. They're like, come on, just, just trying to trick them into coming into the water with them so they can drown them. It's like, that's what Kelpies do, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I, they 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 approached uh, the writing of the show with a with a, a sharp wit and uh, and, a, and a deft swoop of the the writer's pen. I guess I don't know. I you again a lot of references uh, to the original stuff. So if you're old like me, you're like, oh yeah, I, ah. and uh, even the genie shows up. From oh yeah, movie. that was so great because he was, they were like, "How long have you been in here?" He's like, "Since 1991." That's when the movie came out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" Yeah, I paused. <laughs> I paused it when that genie showed up. As soon as he said "Shablooey," I was like, "Something that makes over in the, in the old time. <laughs> And I was like, "Ducktales the movie trailer," and I watched. I was like, "Holy, it's, it's, it's fucking him!" That's yeah, exactly it's the same that. one. It's the same one. Oh my god, I was. I also had to pause and like when he said 1991, I was like. Yeah, was that the year that came out, and it was actually the year that came out. Oh my god! Such so, Jaron, would you recommend this show for lovers of ducks <laughs> and tails? And um, tails. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this. Um, it's three seasons. Uh, don't don't power through it if you don't have to. Savor it. Uh, I, I power through it. Um, savor it. It's worth the journey. And unfortunately, it, it it does have an end. Um, the uh, now, Jason, you didn't you you watched the first part of the last season. Yes. I've watched the last part of the last season. Uh, <laughs> there is a fairly good emotional wrap up to everything. Mm. They answer all the questions. Um, normally, this is a spoiler cast, but Jason hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to do it to him. But you find out Webby's you find out Webby's parentage. Webby has parents. You find out her parentage, and it's you know you're not going to believe it. It's it's insane. Um, I can't wait to watch this then. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot that's going on. Actually, a lot of it hinges on Webby, which is very interesting. Um, there's clones involved. It's what? A whole, it's a whole big thing. It's a whole big thing. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, you're gonna yeah. I mean, you know, Fenton Crackshell as Gizmoduck, phenomenal. Um, Darkwing's origin in this just makes me smile every time I think about it because the way it starts is he's just a an old TV show, and I'm like, oh. But then how they deftly bring in? Did you, you how you got into the the third season? I did you get into the dark season? Oh, did you, <laughs> did you get to the Darkwing episode? I, I I watched for pretty much. I have seen half of the first season. And I went on the start of the third season, and I'm going to go back and watch pretty much everything. Oh, just watching through? Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I didn't have yeah. enough time to do this in this week <laughs> <laughs> to watch three seasons of TV. <laughs> there, there is an incredibly interesting way that they bring in Quackerjack, the Liquidator, oh, Mega Bolt into the reality where they were just television characters. Very cool shit. Awesome. Well, yeah. I too would also recommend this show from the things that I've seen from the not only from the nostalgia point, but it's also just fun for the kids to watch. I think it's uh, an excellent show. So if you are into Disney cartoons and into watching things that you 
watch as a kid and but in new ways, give it a look. It's gonna be uh you're not gonna be disappointed. All yeah, right, Jaron. Style way better. Way better. Let's yeah, the anime style is way better. It's more yeah, they, do, they, they put money into it this time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Jaron? Yes. Let's go on to something that we both love, which is Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I I don't remember when it premiered, but I think it was early last year. We have a show uh, called Star Trek Lore Decks. Yes, it is an animated show taking place in the Star Trek universe. It is a uh, supposed to be a comedy show. They're supposed to, they do a lot of jokes. Unlike you know your your regular Star Trek shows where they're fairly pretty serious, yeah. but Jaren, let me how do how do you feel about this? Do you do you like this show or do you? Uh... <clears throat> I was so I mean I don't know why uh, spoiler alert he yeah. bought the box set. <laughs> I absolutely love the show. Um, it is the Orville, but licensed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's uh, although the Orville's got more drama in it. It's definitely more of a TNG drama, but with comedy on the edge. This is a fairly rounded out comedy with a little bit of drama and a little bit of heart there to kind of ground everything. Um, with the amount, if, if for every episode, there is somebody that, believe it or not, there's bigger Trek fans than me and Jason. But for every episode, there is somebody out there that will break down every single reference to a different Star Trek that ha that has occurred in it, and uh, they are vast and plentiful, and uh, you can tell there is a lot of love. There is a a lore guy that they keep on payroll, and that's from <laughs> all the behind the scenes stuff. That's like, well, actually, they, they look like this, you know. Yeah. So, well, you know, you know, Bolians actually have, uh, and Andorians are blue with two things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the the. At, at first, I didn't understand the doctor being uh, a cat. Uh, anthropomorphic cat. Anna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out she, her race was introduced in the original TOS animated series. Mm -hmm. uh, Lost sex, fourth season. <laughs> yeah, but like a sexier version. Like it was literally like a cat in a, like a little skirt with a tail. Like, hey, big eyes, all that. And they were like, yeah, let's do that, but make her an in, just like just an embattled doctor that is just tired of everybody's shit and doesn't want to get nachos stuck in her fur. You know how hard it is to get nachos out of her fur. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also do love this show. I think it's hilarious. I love the references that they make to Star Trek, even the ones that I don't get because I didn't watch the original series, but some of them still I still get. Uh, the one of the things that I love are the, the characters. Um, originally, the main character Mariner, who is this very non Star Trekish young lady, who is all about getting into trouble, all about slacking off. She's not very Starfleet, and I kind of didn't like her at first because she's just really kind of getting like she likes to get in trouble and likes to like shirk orders and do things. But like she grows on you. You find out, I mean, spoiler alert, you find out that the captain of the ship, Captain Freeman, is her mother. Her father is an admiral in Starfleet. And they, and she actually does love being in Starfleet. She just doesn't love all the responsibility that comes with it. 
So she still loves her job. She just doesn't love, you know, moving up in the ranks and being, you know, a good soldier, as it were, as opposed to Boimler, played by um, the dude uh, from uh, Jack Wade. Jack Wade. Yeah, Jack Wade, who is uh, the. He's from the boys and from uh, Meg Ryan's loins as well. (laughs) Dennis Quaid and and Meg Ryan are his dad, mom. Well, I knew it was Dennis Quaid was his dad. I didn't know Meg Ryan was the facilitator. Meg Meg Ryan is his mother. (laughs) Play Dennis Quaid. All right, buddy. (laughs) But Boimler is like this straight, you know, like follow the book kind of guy. But even he gets into silly situations with with Mariner. And Mariner at one point is like, I want to take you under wing because I know so much about the life and of, of being a Starfleet officer, I'm going to make sure you get, you know, your, your promotions. And he's totally not into it. It is so great. Um, and, you know, we rounded off with uh, Rutherford and um, Tilly or Tanny, Tandy, Tindy is the other Tindy. one. Yeah. yeah. They don't get a lot of screen time as the other two do, but they still have a lovable relationship. You know, Rutherford is all about the ship. He's all about, and they both are like, really excited about science stuff and they get really really like geeky about the things that happen on the ship and it's and Tindy even once creates a dog that is just hilarious because she has no concept of what a dog is <laughs> she's a green alien and yeah yeah create a human dog based so on- this dog is like going around like sprouting four legs and shooting lasers out of its mouth and it's absolutely insane just turning but, into a block of solid metal and then rolling away. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it this one of those shows that even though it's trying to be lighthearted and fun, it still has like the ideas of Star Trek at its core. You can tell that the people who write the show, who act in the show, love Star Trek. As you said, you can tell that there's a person who's sitting there making sure the lore is a hundred percent correct. I mean <laughs> They even like name. I mean, like they even sometimes when they name dropping characters, you're like, it's 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 still fun in in a witty way. I love that they have at the end of one episode. They're like, you know, they're talking about something that Boimler did in the future, and then they're studying, and then they're like, okay, enough about Boimler. Let's go back to the greatest Starfleet officer of all time, Boimler. Chief O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> I Which, died because yeah, he's yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> me too, me too. He's <laughs> this guy. Like, yes. Like, so it is a phenomenal show, especially for us Trek fans. It is so well put together, which is one of the reasons why I hated uh, the Modoc show. It's because for me, it didn't have that same sort of heart of Marvel in it. So yeah. definitely, if you are a Star Trek fan, give it a watch. If you just want to know a little bit about Star Trek, it's also some a good place to start as well, and yeah. you can have fun doing it. You so. can dip your toe in, and yeah, and and you'll be surrounded by awesome, but you won't have to be. You won't feel like you're tasked with picking everything up. I, I do want to double back on Rutherford, though. I love Rutherford, his character, because in Star Trek and in most sci-fi, we as the audience have run into a lot of cyborgs and. The best thing about Rutherford is he's a brand new cyborg. He's still adapting <laughs> to his cybernetic implants. He doesn't always, he's not always on top of them. And so sometimes a lot of the funniest stuff that comes from Rutherford is just him trying to like mess with his cybernetic implants and he'll set himself to like Spanish mode and shit and cling <laughs> or, on. Or combat mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like the idea of being new 
to being a cyborg is I don't think anything that's I can't think of anything offhand that's ever been that's ever happened in, in sci-fi. We just always assume if you're a cyborg, you're good at what you do. And yeah. uh, the idea that he's still trying to figure it out is is just they're plumbing it for comedic gold and they're nailing it every time. He's and the great. fact that he's human with Vulcan cyborg implants. One right. <laughs> <laughs> ear. One of my favorite like running gags of his was on I think it was the second episode where he is trying to change departments and he's going through different departments. And every single time, like he's he for front once he's the engineer and he's thinking that he's all worried about like telling his his you know commanding officer that he doesn't want to be an engineer more. And the commanding officer's like, that's great, wonderful, go explore. And then he goes to the next one, and they're like, Oh, you're awesome at this. And he's like, I don't want to do this either. And like, oh no, that's great. Go somewhere else. And like every time he goes so, to a different place, he's met with acceptance and welcomed. And like he's really good at it. And they like him being around. But he's like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Just do what makes you happy. And it's like, it's probably the most Star Trek thing ever. <laughs> right, right. Only in Starfleet would that be the case. Yeah. Where a manager or or somebody that that is, yeah, the manager of a group uh finds stumbles on a great asset and then they're like yeah i don't know if it's for me and they're like oh well good luck my dude Hooray! <laughs> yeah. it's like have fun finding your next thing i hope you I hope you're good at that too like it is <laughs> it is a really really well done like yeah. bit they do in the second episode it's so funny and it's so well done it's great it's a great show so i don't think we can get away from this without talking about the finale oh man Ooh. <laughs> so do we want to spoil it for people? <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of what we do? This is kind of what we do. Kind of what so, we do. The finale, they get go. You go ahead, Jaren. You go. You well, go. Let, let, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna set it up, and I want you to jump in. Okay. And first four, of all, five, six, seven. They, yeah, yeah. They pull a they pull a bad guy from the next generation. <laughs> that is arguably the most benign bad guy that they encounter. With a galaxy-class starship, right? But we're not dealing with a galaxy-class starship. We're dealing with a uh, constitution was exploratory. I don't even know what it is. They it's, are a, they do second contact. They are the yeah. guys that follow up. They do they, they follow up. <laughs> the ship design not overly attractive, uh, but very appropriate for the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so it starts with them running into literally a bad guy that the enterprise like flicks off of its shoulder in the next generation. And, uh, unfortunately (laughs) they've grown a bit and, uh, they present a deadly, a deadly threat. (laughs) So, so. So Rutherford had already created a helping program in the holodeck. Badgie. Called Badgie. Who ends Voiced up by... Oh, Pat, you don't know Pat Pat No, no, no. <laughs> um, he's the guy from... Uh, he's the page, the NBC page from 30 Rock. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, he, he, yeah I don't either. He was also in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He couldn't. He couldn't. Fi- he was like a Mormon who couldn't figure out how to have sex on his honeymoon. <laughs> so Badgie, in a previous episode, was made by Rutherford to be helpful for new, uh, you know, new uh, recruits on the Cerritos. But Badgie 
goes homicidally insane and tries to murder his father, Rutherford. <laughs> so uh, at the end, Rutherford realizes that Badgie could help stop this threat and he needs to get onto the, the uh, opposing ship to upload Badgie, who at the very last moment once again becomes homicidally insane. And poor Chief, uh, uh, Chief Security Officer Shax sacrifices his life for Rutherford to get back to the Cerritos safely and is destroyed along with the bad guy's ship and thankfully Badgie as well. Especially when uh, there was uh, there was one of the uh, a robot thing that could have done it on its own but decided <laughs> to leave. He's <laughs> right the fuck out of it. Nah. Could have done it. It's like one of the, the another uh, uh, TNG you know, TNG you know reference with this little me- mechanical droid that decided to be in Starfleet and they could have easily gone over there and helped out but decided to peace out and float, drift endlessly in space rather than help help out the crew. But poor Shax... You probably see him again. Yeah. <laughs> poor Shax, in a turn of fate that I did not see, oh, died in this in this episode. And he, he's been this, you know, kind of burly, very, uh, very combat-oriented Bajoran, <laughs> which, you know, makes sense. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing, too. That's another thing, too. Bajorans, as we know them in Trek, and if you're Trek fans, you'll follow this. And if you're not, I apologize in advance. But uh, we're introduced to the Bajorans in Next Generation, and they are freedom fighters. They're equivalent to the I- Irish IRA or, or fact, something of that nature. One of the TNG episodes gets taken off of air because they make reference to the IRA yep. and the liberation of Northern Ireland from British rule in that right. episode where they introduce the Bajorans. Yes, uh, which. <laughs> Gotta love them. They get a lot more uh, time and light in DS9, where the central story of the entire show kind of centers around Bajor and the prophets, which is their spiritual guidance and uh, and all that. But um, what you see, though, in that show, you see some strong Bajorans, but you also see a people that are kind of broken. They've yes. been beaten down by war and occupation, and they are they are sometimes they're depicted as a bit malnourished and they they're 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 not they're not clean they're, ro- they're not a robust people right and so you have this shack show up and he's the chief security officer of this show and he is just a jacked bajoran nose wrinkle ear ear joint the whole nine yards and he's just like always ready to kill and <laughs> and he's not afraid to get in there and mix it up himself and he is just this great character and yes but uh that unfortunately after that massive sacrifice does not stop the threat yeah and two more of those ships show up and then we have finally the best huge, reference huge huge uss titan showing up with commander Riker and deanna troy <laughs> Who easily handled this threat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, just not even. Don't even try very hard. Yeah. We're making We're jokes. Oh um, and and it was actually voiced by um, Jonathan Franks and Marina Sirtis in that in that episode as well. I believe he actually has direct. Uh, Jonathan Franks has directed a couple episodes of where he always directs a few episodes of every Trek show that ever is. He's even directed a movie. So yeah. he's he's. 
you know, in integral to the Star Trek universe at this point. But he makes they, a great cameo. Uh, yeah. His warp signature is his go to warp is is great <laughs> warp in the in the factor of five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> they beam off. Always been a jazz fan. Yeah, it's it's it is a great end to that that first season. Hopefully, I mean, there's going to be another season. We know that. For, yeah, for takes fact. a swipe at uh, at my 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 dear Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enterprise was not uh, a very well handled show. Let's say that. <laughs> let's say that Enterprise needed needed the musical beginning that this show has. Lower Decks, by the way, has a beautiful orchestral beginning. And something that creates the flow that they take into different keys during the show to emit, like to pull at some heartstrings or to make it more exciting. They had somebody put together a beautiful arrangement that is uh, really terrible shit. <laughs> it's better, better than the show deserves. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, it's, it's like this. It's the show well, about they- this, like scrappy little crew that they get. They get a a, a proper next gen. DS9 Voyager like operatic opening and it's absolutely stunning. Fantastic. So Jaron, I mean, I think people can obviously understand, obviously see what our, our opinions on the show is, but would you recommend this show to people? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if, if, if for some reason you're watching this and you're like, you know what? I, these two, I don't know about cartoons, <laughs> go watch Orville. It's live action and it's in the same vein but a little more dramatic. This is a little bit more humorous, but still has heart. Um, and if you have no hangups about cartoons at all, then I highly recommend, I mean, you should already be watching it. So, yeah. Especially if, if you're, go ahead. Oh, yeah. If you're not going to, if you're not going to shell out for Disney plus or Paramount plus or whatever, then uh, just hit up target, man. You're good. Yeah. You should definitely watch the show, especially if you are a Trek fan. Uh, you should be watching this. Uh, I'm not going to gatekeep and say it's it's quintessential Trek fan watching, but it's pretty high up there. You should probably, if you say you love Trek as much as you know anybody, then you should probably watch this show. So this is where we'll disagree. Better than Discovery. It's, mm, yes, I agree with you on that. We're agreeing. Oh, brilliant! So I thought I agree agree with you on that. All right, all right, See, the right. thing I like about Discovery is the crew. It's not so much the show itself. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like the so, art direction and the sets and the lighting. <laughs> That's all I like about this movie. And the lighting and the all fact I that like. it comes and it, it ends eventually. <laughs> the show does have credits at the end of it. It does, yes, yes. Even that beginning, I think, is tragic. <laughs> I think that beginning is right up there with uh, with Enterprise as far as... We can, we can do another episode where we go in on Discovery, so... We'll we'll put that on put that on the docket. So, we had a movie that released this weekend. I think it may have been two weeks ago. Now it may have been two weeks. Maybe this this weekend, two weeks ago, whatever. But it is Cruella from Disney. Yes, Disney has done another villain centric movie with starring uh, Cruella Deville from 101 Dalmatians. Um. Darren, you you watched this whole entire thing. I only watched thirty minutes of this. What what have you? What 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 thoughts do you have on this this movie? Couple things. Uh, really, 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 really like Emma Stone, and she doesn't disappoint in this. She vacillates 
between complete sanity and uh, uh, multiple personality disorder flawlessly. Does a great job of it. Um, <coughs> her supporting cast is good. Horace and uh, the other guy, phenomenal. Um, it doesn't, the movie doesn't end where we remember her being picked up. It's very disjointed. Uh, the I guess Disney thought the only way we're going to make her likable is if there is somebody else that's substantially worse than her. And that happens, I guess. <laughs> um, but, I mean, <laughs> nothing about, like, everything about the movie makes you want to go, oh, she's not a bad person. But you know the character is going to try to skin puppies in a in a future what? anime outing. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh did I enjoy the time I sat in the theater with my mask on and watched it? Yes. <laughs> uh will I ever buy it and add it to my Blu-ray or 4K collection? No. Will I ever watch it again when it comes on Disney Plus for free? Maybe if somebody else hasn't seen it and really wants to, I'll sit through it again. That, yeah. So I'm not speaking that out on a Sunday afternoon. The reason why I only watched 30 minutes of it was because <laughs> I was trying to, you <laughs> to be naughty um, and watch it for free um, in various in various ways. And I'm sorry, Disney, please forgive me. I, I'm just broke at the moment. Uh, I will buy more things of yours. I do actually own Disney Plus, so I do actually pay you money. <laughs> you know anything about Disney is they're totally fine with that. Yeah, they're totally fine. Not litigious at all. So for me, like I'm watching 30 minutes of it and then it cuts out and I have no desire to watch anymore. <laughs> and I'm sure if I watched the whole thing through, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. Um, but it's a movie about a lady who wanted to skin dogs for a coat. And I don't need to be told that she's an anti-hero or she is... I don't need that backstory. And, you know, before someone says I'm sexist, I don't need the Joker backstory either. I mean, I enjoy Joker as a movie. Completely unnecessary. Completely. I do not need to feel anything for the Joker. I do not need to feel anything for Maleficent. I do not need to feel anything for Cruella DeVille, all right? Her backstory does not matter to me whatsoever. You know, next thing you know, you're going to run out of Disney villains, and then they're going to be putting, oh, let's do a, a relatable thing for Hitler or Pol Pot or somebody. And it's like, no, you don't need to do it. All right? Like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but not everybody needs to be deconstructed and to make it into a to a understandable uh into a um relatable character like Coronaville Chase was they do if you are out of ideas and you need to make money on properties you already own Obviously. or better yet hire people with ideas and have them do movies how about that so <laughs> or unless cost money yeah, you have all the money, Mar uh, Disney, Marvel, whoever you are. You can waste some, right? <laughs> Get it, put it back in the 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 atmosphere yeah. into the eco ecosphere or whatever. <laughs> I don't, 
I don't need this movie. I don't, and I'm sure there's people who are out there who disagree with me, and that is 100% okay. Comment below if you disagree. Yeah, comment below if you disagree. But for me, there is no need for a backstory of a lady who wants to skin puppies, not even dogs, puppies. All right. So I will probably not watch this movie or finish this movie unless it is like playing in someone else's house and I just sit there and I'm too drunk to move or something. <laughs> so we'll set, that, it we'll set it up. Yeah. So that is my humble opinion, even though I only watched 30 minutes. I'm Hey, I get it. I'm sure the rest of it is really, really good. That's fine. It could be, I love Emma Stone. I love the other people who are not Emma Stone in that movie. <laughs> it's, you know, has been in other things. I feel like he's British. Black dude, British. He's. I've seen him in a lot of things. Every time I see also, him, like you couldn't find someone who was actually British to be in this movie other than Emma Stone. Like, really, guys? Well, they needed the star power because. Right. I guess it wouldn't work any other way unless you have someone really lovable like Emma Stone. But right. hey, Emma Stone, keep doing the work. Keep doing good work. This was not it for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, she brought us Easy A. That was a one of my that, favorite movies. That's one of my favorite movies too, man. Uh, <laughs> You know, super bad. She's in that one. Love yes. it. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, she played an Asian person in Aloha. That was probably a bad move on her part. But you know what? I'm not mad because I'm not Asian. I'm, no. She got Don't. killed because Andrew Garfield doesn't know how to be Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's. I'm still still really sad about that. But you got to make way for Mary Jane somehow. Yes. You know. That was that was that was comic book legit though. That snap. Yeah. I remember you know, that. Spider-Man killed Gwen Stacy. That's that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, I didn't need this movie. I don't want yeah. to continue with this movie anymore. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the last thing we're talking about is uh, something you haven't seen either. <laughs> well, right. we can, we still can have a discussion about this because we, we talked about this. But yeah, go ahead and give us your review of The Conjuring Three. I <laughs> Yeah, The Conjuring was fun. Um, if you have, uh, what is it, HBO? It's free or Netflix? It's, it's Netflix. It's it's free. Um, I highly recommend for that for that alone because it is it is a competent movie. Um, there's only <laughs> there's like two things as a visual effects artist that really irked me, but other than that, it's fantastic. Um, and most people won't notice it. Uh, the things that bothered me. Uh, the the guy and the girl that have that kind of like are the through thread through the conjurings. Um Warren the the one's the psychic Warren. the Warrens, yes. Yeah. The Warrens. That's I know um, that. <laughs> hey. Uh the Warrens, uh the Warrens, they're they're I mean, they're exactly they've got this down to a T at this point. They're very good at what they do. Um uh, it's got some good beats in it. The bad guy's decent. Um, and uh, it's always fun. Like I, so this is the, we were, me and Jason were talking about this earlier. Jason, you prefer a little more blood. I prefer a little, slasher more, a little slasher movies to ghost uh, supernatural stuff. Yes. And I love, I love, love, love. Ghost stories, specifically ghost stories, not necessarily yeah. supernatural. I, I'm not lining up to see a, a chupacabra movie. 
but but I'm 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 hundred percent down for uh, 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 Sam Jackson and um and what's his face doing fourteen oh nine like oh that was a good one I enjoy that one you that was a ghost movie yeah it was a haunted room movie yeah <laughs> it wasn't so really a ghost, ghost per se there were not also, ghosts. He thought he had fixed the angry spirit, and in the end, no, nope. he didn't. He died. He died. Nope. I just yes. don't fuck with no ghosts. That's what it is. I don't fuck with no ghosts. Without it's a proton pack, of my, is of my cultural heritage. Black people don't fuck with ghosts. All right, we don't. You notice how there's only you know white people in these movies, in these <laughs> ghost movies, because as soon as you said there was a ghost, you'd be like, "No, nah, we're not going to deal with that. We're just going to no. we're going to go." <laughs> That's on y'all. All right, y'all have fun figuring out what those ghosts are doing. We ain't going to be there. Goodbye. Don't oh. call us back. <laughs> I mean, we were just watching, what is it, that Army of the Dead, and the black guy was the survivor. Yeah, but I that's mean, not ghosts. That's different. Oh. Zombies are different. Are they? <laughs> yes, they're not ghosts. We don't fuck with no ghosts, all right? Yeah. You can be spitting on the floor and, and circling your house with rock salt and, and burning sage. We don't fuck with no ghosts, all right? <laughs> I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is Winston Zettimore, and he's here about a job. That motherfucker. <laughs> Even him. That'll turn you white. <laughs> Only reason he was there was like, is there a paycheck involved? All right, but I'm in. I'll believe in anything you say as long as there's a paycheck, a steady paycheck involved. Yes. Look, he was, he's the, the first dude because he, he was broke, man. He had, he had to get his, what he had to do, all right? And they were hiring. All yeah. right. If, if if Ghost Hunters is hiring for you know ninety k a year, mm-hmm. I might fuck some goats. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. oh, so the, the, so not for free. Yeah, I'm not doing it for free. If my house is haunted. Right. You know, it's always funny, especially in like these movies. There's always like the waitress and her kids inherit a house in the middle of nowhere right. that their great uncle left to them, and they're just like, let's go live in that house, and it's like. I can't afford the property tax in my house. Even though I gave it to you, you can't afford that shit. You're going to go live in it. And then like weird shit's going to happen. And you're just going to be like, it's just weird. Sh- it's just an old house. I'm just going to keep doing it. Like get the fuck out of here. Like if I see like, even in my tiny little house right now, if I see one weird thing out the corner of my eye, I'm moving the fuck out. All right. Just like that. Just not, like that. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not, not in this economy. You're not <laughs> like, oh, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, the only, the only, the only thing that I watched that was ghost related that I really loved was the haunting on Netflix, haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Jesus, yeah, right. and that scared the shit out of me, and I still have <laughs> nightmares about it because that deal with nothing but ghosts. Right, right. <laughs> so, so did you like the Grudge? No, I didn't like the Grudge. <laughs> I didn't like the no, especially oh, definitely don't do no, no Japanese ghosts. No, fuck that shit. No Grudge, no Ring, none best? of that. No, yes, yes. no, those things are fucking. The little little boy, no, fuck him, yeah. no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the grudge they follow you around no matter where you go. Yo, no, in daylight on the bus. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. No. First thing I'm going to go to is a fucking a well lit convent or something like you know, not one of these dark ones they always have in movies. I'm going to one yeah. with plenty of nuns, a father. You know, <laughs> like I'm not even Catholic. I'm just going to go straight there and be like, yo, I got these ghosts. I know y'all know what y'all doing. <laughs> no. Because if you don't help me, I'm chilling here. 
regardless. But yeah, yeah, and that's that gonna that come your problem. <laughs> and y'all deal with this shit. So please <laughs> go ahead and figure this shit out. We're all gonna die weird together, or you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't fuck with no ghosts. Like I can tell you ghost stories. My my mom used to tell us, uh, she'd tell us ghost stories that ghosts that she's seen in real life. And I'll tell you, I've seen ghosts in real life. So I don't nope, don't fuck with ghosts. I don't I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Well, uh, Ghostbuster quote. Um, my grandma used to spin yards about a spectral locomotive that would rock past the farm that she grew up in. <laughs> Look, I really wish the Ghostbusters were like a real thing. Like, I think that would be awesome. But then I'll also be like, oh, wait, that means ghosts are real. Then I'll be like, no, that's not awesome. But at least well, there's some news. If you believe in an afterlife, there has to be a certain amount of uh, spirituality that you concede to, right? Well, I don't necessarily believe in afterlife, but I also yeah, don't necessarily believe that we know a hundred percent of what happens to our energy <laughs> as it dissipates through the universe. Agreed, because energy cannot be destroyed; it can only be changed. yeah. So there might be, or maybe what we we're going to get into this fucking weird ass conversation, or what we see as ghosts might be some, you know, another universe that we're seeing and uh, getting a glimpse of, or it could be a different timeline that we're getting a glimpse of or a whole bunch of things, or it could be the a part of, echo of a spirit of, of energy that's left behind. I don't know. That would actually um, be that, that idea of a temporal fracture because that would make sense because people never see ghosts from the nineties where they're like, I'm Brittany bitch. Huh? You know, yeah. They're always like fucking turn of the century motherfuckers. Yeah, it's always like some 18th century motherfucker, <laughs> like really old ghosts. Like, Ooh. right. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, is there maybe there's like a temporal fracture point back in the past. Something got weird. Yeah. I just don't like the idea that, like, after I die, I'm just going to sit here and be like, boo, I got you. You only stay a ghost. But isn't the idea that you only stay a ghost if you feel like you have works undone and you. Or something like that. Or maybe you like walk you away. Died, yeah. You know, horribly angry. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what they say. But, you know. I mean, who fucking There's knows? There's no empirical evidence of any of it. <laughs> I feel like if you are going to die and if you have a spirit, the last thing you want to do is hang around here and be like, <laughs> and jump out and scare me and shit. <laughs> like, go check I'm out like, all the pilots in their bedroom. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stack all the chairs and 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 open all the cabinets just to be a nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there is no, uh, there is no afterlife, and uh, when we die, we're all dead. Yeah, it's just, it's over. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> Speaking of things being over, we're at an hour and twenty-two minutes. <laughs> yes. So, thank you guys for joining us once again as me and Jaren and No Jason talk about inane, crazy stuff that we like. Uh, please, if you like what we're doing, as we said, share, like, follow, subscribe, whatever is saying on the bottom of this thing that I can read. Uh, we're at Head Cannon Circus. I'm on Twitter at Rise Novemberus. You can tweet at me. Um, yeah, do those things. Please interact with us. We would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, uh, if you agree with us. Or agree with us. Or, uh, dis- or disagree. <laughs> or, you know, be, you know, completely mad about it. It's all right. Just interact. Uh, maybe next week. Uh, I know that I, I did a hot take on Facebook about uh, a particular character on, uh, from Harry Potter. And I know I got some flack. Bad. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. I don't know. We don't know what's going on. Let's do on that. 
I, I said something about Mr. Uh, Severus Snape. Okay. Um, oh, I read that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, thank you guys so very much. Maybe we'll get into it next week. Uh, thank you guys so very much for joining us. Uh, I've been Jason. Jaron, you got any last words? Nope. I've been Jaron. <laughs> That's your last words. Please, y'all, uh, be kind to each other, tip your servers, and uh, just be good. Peace. Bye.